ma'am. Romans 10, 1 through 10. Brothers, my heart and desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to the knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ in the end of the for Christ is the end of the law and for righteousness to everyone who believes. Uh, some of us need to get a hold of that today because we keep beating ourselves up on things we did in the past that, that we've repented of and give to Christ. And Satan wants you to drown in your sorrows, but, but, but don't give in to that today. Verse 5, For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law that a person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, for who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart, that is, the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. You guys hear that today? For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? It is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us. So faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. Father, we just ask again that your blessing is upon this word, that it would be upon our hearts, that we would see that you would open our eyes to what you called us to be and whom you called us to be. And Father, we thank you that you are moving across our lives. We thank you for the hospitality of your spirit that ministers to us today. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you do. And and in your name we pray, amen. The first point I wanted to talk about was really based off of the film about salvation, confessing your salvation. You know, the the most important turning point, and again, we've been talking about turning points the last three weeks, but, but the most important turning point in our lives is to confess Jesus. And if you're here today and you haven't done that, man, that's what's going to turn your life around. That's when you're going to really start experiencing what God wants in your life, what God desires for you. Uh, that's what's going to bring you the joy. 
The scripture says that when we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Through salvation, through Jesus, we have been secured an everlasting relationship with God. And we need to get a hold of that today that that Jesus has bridged the gap and God wants to be a part of our life. God desires to be a part of our life. Jesus desires to be a part of our life. The Holy Spirit is actively working in our lives. We need to get that today. In my devotion Tuesday, and the Lord just wouldn't let me let loose, I I preached on Romans 10, 9 and 10 Sunday night. I preached on it Wednesday night, but the Lord wouldn't turn loose of this, and that's why I'm back here today. But my devotion that I had that I try to listen to every day, Nikki Glumble said, uh, Gumbel said, salvation is a huge and comprehensive word. It means freedom. Uh, salvation means freedom from sin, freedom from whatever you're going through, freedom because of Christ. As Bishop pointed out, there are three tenses of salvation. You have been set free from the penalty of sin. You're being set free from the power of sin. And you'll be set from the presence of sin. Jesus took care of all of that. Jesus took care of everything. Jesus is my God, my King, my Lord, my healer, my refuge, my provider, my strength, my defender, my protector, my peace, my joy, my all, my everything. Is he today? Is he today? Because that's what it's about. Point two, embrace and confess your salvation. The apostles' heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may all be saved. And that's 10.1, Romans 10.1. Paul's desire was that all people would be saved. Jesus' desire, obviously, that all people would be saved or he wouldn't have went to the cross. Again, the Holy Spirit desires us to be saved and continue in that relationship. He will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that Jesus has said to you. What we see going on in this time is in verse 2 of Romans 10, 2. Paul points out how God's people, Israel, and the Pharisees neglected such a great salvation. When he said, I know what enthusiasm they have for God but it's misdirected zeal. And so Paul was addressing Israel and and these Pharisees and these leaders that that you hear my words, but you don't put them into action in your life. You don't put them into action by receiving me. You don't put them into action by by receiving me and, and telling everybody over and over and being that testimony. They had a form of godliness, but denied its powers. Believers, we must guard against misdirected zeal. We can have an enthusiasm, a strong excitement and feeling for God, but we can be misdirected. A misdirected zeal is when we are looking for things to fulfill us instead of God to fulfill us. 
And I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but, but I want to plant that seed in us today or, or that thought into us. I don't want to plant misdirection in you. I want to plant redirection in us. But how have we been misdirected by looking to other things to fill, fulfill us instead of confessing Christ? And a lot of you today, well, he's talking about the unsaved again. Well, hear me out. Because it's more than, than salvation. We confess Christ at salvation. But we continue to confess Christ after salvation. And I'll get into that le- later. Point three, love notice. All God requires us to do is to love and serve God's people. Or serve God and Jesus and then the people and and I'm going to read, I always quote that, that God's called us to love people and, and God with all our heart, soul, and mind. But again, in Matthew 22, 30, 34, we see the Pharisees, again, with misdirected thoughts, going to Jesus and badgering at Jesus when they had heard that he had silenced the Sadducees. In other words, he quieted their brothers, so the Pharisees come at him now. They gathered together, Again, misdirected, looking for things to, to bring Jesus down to, to penetrate what he was saying to destroy him. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is a great and, and first commandment. And the seven is, second is like it. You shall love the, your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law of the prophets. So again, we see this, the, the Pharisees coming after him and Jesus tried to explain. And, and I believe Jesus is trying to tell Oakton Church today, the best way to love God and people is to save their lives through salvation. The Pharisees were fighting against salvation. They were fighting against the confessing Christ as Lord and King of Kings. And Jesus was saying, the best thing you can do for me and people is to love God with all of your heart, soul, and mind. Love people with all your heart, soul, and mind. And if you want to make a difference in somebody's life today, the best way to do and best way to love is tell them about Jesus. Tell them about salvation. You see, Romans 10, 9, and 10, I I think so many times we think, oh, I confess the Lord, I can just shut down now. Romans 10, 9, and 10, and the Lord really put this on my heart. I've read it a hundred times. We always focus on nine, but 10, there's so much power in. But if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Praise the Lord. We were saved. Then he goes on to say, for with your heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. He goes from confess to confesses, meaning from saying it one time to saying it all the time. We need to confess Jesus in our lives at all times. We need to shout it from the rooftop, Jesus saved my soul and he wants to save your soul. We need to share every testimony, everything that God has done in our life. Confess it to people. Continue to confess it so that people are saved. Christians, Paul is saying we confess to be saved and we keep confessing Jesus to everyone we come into contact with. 
The Christian never stops confessing Jesus. Everything we do should be confessing Jesus. Wednesday night at youth, uh, I was asked to preach at Carthage, and, and I went down there. I, I've been enjoying our youth. I got to preach for them Sunday night and again Wednesday night and uh, at the Carthage Bunch, Central, the Central Bunch. But, but something I noticed, when I confess Christ, people get saved. I, I noticed when, when Joe confesses Christ, people will get saved. Uh, when, when anybody in the church confesses Christ, they get saved. I see Brittany over there. Hi, Brittany, today. Everybody say hi to Brittany. Hi, Embarrass her a little more. But when we get saved, we aren't quiet about it. When Britt got, or gave her life, returned to the Lord a few years ago, she wasn't quiet about it. She wasn't quiet about it. And we need not be quiet about it because we will make a difference in people's lives. So many times we mope around saying we can't make a difference in the world. We can't change our president. We can't change our country. We can't change Barton County. Well, you can confess Jesus one by one. One by one. But but went down there uh, Wednesday night and I did similar the same thing Sunday night. But But I started out with guys, why or who is my favorite football team? And I ask them, does anybody know who my favorite football team is? Can anybody tell me? Chiefs. <laughs> hey, you're misdirected. <laughs> but, but everybody knows I like the Vikings. It's obvious I like the Vikings. Why? Because I confess it all the time, and I keep confessing it, and I never shut up. Right? You guys would agree with that, right? You never shut up. Yeah, yeah. But, but I can tell you over the years that I've seen that, that my son likes the Vikings now because I talk about it all the time. My wife's been a diehard Chiefs fan. Diehard. Last week, same time, Chiefs were playing over here. Minnesota was playing over here. She goes, honey, let's watch Minnesota. I'm swaying her. I'm bringing to the Vikings. I can see it coming. I even look over here. I saw him earlier, but... But Beniah Diggs over here, I tell you, he's looking on the film there watching me. But, but Beniah there, I, I found a Vikings Diggs shirt a few years ago. Diggs played on Minnesota. Mail it to Beniah. Beniah becomes a Viking fan. But he betrayed me when he went to Buffalo. But when we confess something over and over and we share it over and over, we draw people in. Why do we elect Ann? Why do we elect Mike? Because we kept hearing about it, kept hearing about them. We say, I'm going to follow them too. It's the same way with Jesus Christ. When we go into life as intense about all these things, if we would do it with the same way of Jesus talking Jesus Christ up, it would change lives. Wednesday night, if you want to put slide nine up there, uh, uh, these two girls, are, they've been there two weeks now. But you can see the little Viking deal. I got that at a game, and I was sharing that illustration. As I was sharing it, I went over and I put that on her head. And with a young lady, usually they jerk things off and throw it directly on the ground because they don't want anything on their head. She adjusted it to fit her head. And she wore it the rest of the night, and she was still wearing it after the service. So I thought, could I have a picture? So I took a picture of her. But, but I don't lift that up that night because I was talking about that we need to be as aggressive for Jesus as we are for these other things. That if we would give Jesus the time that we give all these other things, 
We would get saved. We'd get fired up and it'd change our lives. Well, that night I knew the kids were moved. And, and so we went to altar call and I said to them, I go, I've had them bow their heads. Does anybody want to be saved? And I thought I saw a girl do this. You know, we always do, or we go like this. But we kind of see it and, and I didn't want to embarrass them. So I go, guys, I think somebody's raised their hand. But let's just repeat together. Just repeat this prayer of salvation. And if you chose Jesus tonight, would you pray this with me? Well, anybody that knows the youth, and especially Carthage youth, you're going to hear a pin drop the whole time you pray. But as I began to hear, dear Jesus, I began to notice him. As I prayed, I started to open my eyes up, and I looked at every kid. Every kid prayed the sinner's prayer with me. Now, I know some of them were saved, but, but I know some of them weren't. But guys, you can have such an impact on people, they'll join you in the sinner's prayer. Do we get that today? Do we get it to the point that that, that was a seed planted, that, that God's going to change your life? That God's going to build his kingdom? Boy, you guys are awful quiet today or... I almost said the word flat, but I didn't want to confess that over you. But, but if we heard Mahomes scored a touchdown, would we be silent? Confessing doesn't stop at salvation. It starts at salvation. If you're not confessing Jesus daily in your life, you're most likely had an experience or an enthusiasm about Jesus, but have come misdirected, as we talked about earlier. When anything come, becomes more important than confessing Jesus to others, we have become misdirected. Let us dig a little deeper. This scripture here is the one that even reading today in, 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 in Romans 10, 8, it stumbled me because it, it, it caught my eye this past week as well. But point four, the confessing power is in your words. Romans 10, 8 says, but what does it say? The word is near you. In your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith that we proclaim. What Paul was telling the Pharisees is you don't have to look around to find Jesus. He's right next, near to Israel. And he resides in those who do believe in mouth and heart. You see, Romans 5.15 again describes how Israel's people have rejected God by refusing to trust in Christ instead of waiting for someone, instead are waiting for someone new, new truth to fall down from heaven or to float up from the, the abyss. Instead of searching for those things, they ought to recognize that that truth has already been given. And I say that today because many of us are waiting for a miracle in our life to believe in a miracle that has already come through Jesus Christ. Just confess and believe, Romans 10, 9, 10 says. Do we get that today? We're, we're, we're searching for miracles that Jesus has already completed. In the same way, we can powerfully proclaim because Christ, he resides in us and will give us the words to apply to our life. Jesus says in Luke 21, 14, settle it therefore in your minds not to meditate beforehand how to answer for I will give you the mouth. Didn't he use that in Romans 10? And wisdom 
with none of your adver- which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. Jesus will is, has implanted everything you need in him when you confess he is Lord, but we got to recognize it and quit looking to the heavens, quit looking to the hell, quit looking everywhere and start looking to Jesus and he'll change your situation. He'll give you the words to say. He'll give you the confessing things to tell people. So when we continue confessing and proclaiming God's salvation, do not be anxious about what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach in in that very hour what you need to say. Go to Jesus. If you got a situation in in your life, go to Jesus because in that very hour... He's going to give you what you need. Many of you across this room today raised your hand up today. Quit looking high, quit looking low. Look to Jesus, which I know you are. And he's going to give you the answer. He's going to put it in your mouth and he's going to give you wisdom. He's going to teach you in that very hour what you ought to say, what you ought to do. Guys, we need to recognize that word, Jesus. Jesus is the word. We get that today. John 1 talks about in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 14, that word came down to us and dwelled in us. He's in our heart for those who choose him. The word, Jesus, is near you, in your mouth, in your heart. That is in the faith we proclaim. But the Lord pressed on my heart this week that we speak words over prodigals, meaning people that are away from him. Will they come home? Will they come home? We speak to the prodigal in Jesus' name, they will come home. We need to stop confessing negative reports and start confess words of salvation over them, words of freedom. Remember, saved means freedom, salvation means freedom. You see, I hear and see negative comments, negative confessions over our kids, our families, when we need to be confessing. Salvation brings healing, brings freedom. I remind you, Jesus is my God, my King, my Lord, my healer, my refuge, my provider, my strength, my defender, my protector, my peace, my joy, my all, my everything. Point five, redirecting our words. We need to have, we have many opportunities to confess and proclaim Jesus. Like the Pharisees, we can have misdirected thoughts and words. We too can challenge the word of God, Jesus, in our daily lives. I was out this last week meeting with a couple that, that they were wanting to talk to me about um, um, <clears throat> their kids' relationship. <clears throat> and, and anyway, I'll never forget what was said. Living together is expected in our society today. And it doesn't matter because they will be married soon. You know, that's misdirected thoughts. 
and especially from Christians, and we say, oh, you know, it's accepted in society today, and then they're going to be married in a few weeks, but redirected or redirection confessions is to repent, stop living together until they are married. When we're doing things that are outside of God's will, it's a bad confession to people and those around us when we proclaim Christ. Many people don't become Christians because of misdirected believers. Me and Karen were watching a show the other night, and it was called Kevin Can Wait, and we're, she's a lot pickier than I am about my shows. I get in trouble all the time. She'll come in. I can't believe you're watching that. And Karen's I appreciate her. She is convicted to, to not bring it in the house. But we were watching this show, Kevin Can Wait, and I was, we were quite impressed at the beginning. And, and they had a cross front and center in the house, and it wasn't just a cross, it was one you put up, and I couldn't read what it said, but it had words on it, and it could have said, for, for me and my house will serve the Lord, but it was one of those crosses in there. And it really got me in one of the episodes, the daughter had been dating a while, and, and was going to get married, and brought her fiancé, and introduced her to Kevin, and just rocked his world. And then they said they're going to start living together, and, and he had a house that or garage he was getting ready to rent out. So he said, you can live in the garage, you can live in the house because we don't believe in that before your marriage. And I, Man, that's pretty awesome, you know. Then they emphasized they went to church. You know, they involved the pastor in there some. But what me and Karen started noticing and that she noticed it right off is they never didn't have a beer in their hand. And, and to the point where we got to laughing about it, that everything they did was centered around beer. And I thought to myself, if everything we did was centered around confessing Christ, just think of the lives that we could change. You know, another one that I hear so many times is that in talking about uh, uh, confessing Christ as Lord and and confessing to people, I hear it all the time, we're too busy. Too busy. I'm just too busy, got too much going on. And I believe that is misdirected as well. And I say that with a smile. Debbie always tells me to smile because I look hard up here sometimes. But, but I do say anything I say out of love. If, if I didn't, I wouldn't be here. But something I hear a lot is I'm too busy to confess my salvation. And, and it really hit me this week as I was studying, but do we realize that Paul worked a day job and wrote the whole New Testament? Do you guys realize that? I was hesitant to bring this up because the scripture, if you go on and read it, if you don't work, you don't get paid. But, but, uh, but it went on and I thought more about that. Paul went on three missionary journeys and worked his way through. He wasn't too busy. He was never too busy. We need to redirect some things in our lives and 
And maybe we need to shuffle our lives around, but, but really look about how that maybe we're misdirected and redirect our hearts to our confession in Jesus Christ and our confession to telling other people. You see, redirecting our confession is simply lining up our words with God's words that reside in us. We have an opportunity to confess Christ every day. We have an opportunity to confess Christ every week, every moment at the church, at at our business, at our play. Wherever we're at, we have that opportunity. The other day when I upgraded my cell phone, I really connected with the kid in Springfield and and man, we were really talking and, and, and anyway, I was getting ready to walk back or walk out and I don't remember how I said it, but, but the Lord really put it on my heart. You connected with him. Now, now do something with it. And I said, uh, you hooked me up with a new phone or you connected me with a phone, but are you connected with Jesus? Can I help you with that? And, and we went into a conversation, but, but he knew the Lord. And, and he was encouraged that day, but we have every opportunity. The Holy Spirit will nudge us and give us the words to say to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. So as I wrap up today, I, I want to challenge Oakton that we not only confess Jesus as Lord, but that we're confessing Jesus as Lord, that we're not looking high and low for answers, that we're going to the Lord and that he's the centerpiece of our life. He's the answer that, that is planted on our heart and all around us. I want to challenge you specifically here at Oakton Church. We have a great children's youth and adult ministries needing your help, your confession to build the kingdom. We have great opportunities at Oakton, Carthage, and Golden City for people to get involved that, that want to go maybe into the ministry or a little deeper in the things of God. But regardless, every day we have opportunities to proclaim and confess Jesus is Lord. Do you feel that call upon your lives? You don't have to be called in the ministry. Paul worked a job all day. You can be called in the ministry and work a job. You can be called in the ministry and do the things that God's placed on your heart around your life if you just allow him to. In your uh, bulletins today, there's some bulletin inserts in there and the Lord really put this on my heart. These are things that we can do as a church body to confess Christ just in this body to confess him as Lord in our lives in this body. Places that that we, some need help. And I do want to reiterate that some of you may see, I put everything on there I could think of. And you may see, well, Kent just put me in this position and I'm supposed to be here another few years and he's got it in the bulletin. I just put everything in there. Because I want to see where your heart is, where where the Holy Spirit is, is pushing you to confess Jesus as Lord in this church body. And I would like for you to check at least three. And, and I would like for you to check as many as you want. That where you see God using you in this church body. Because he's probably most likely already using you outside of this body to do the same things. But, but where is God using you? And I want to challenge you to write your name on there. Because when you write your name on there, you're saying, okay, I, I see this. And then I'd like for you to put it in the baskets at the altars up here 
that, Lord, I do recognize these things in my life. And, Lord, I do check these boxes. And, Lord, I do want to be used of you to confess the kingdom of God. And I write my name here, Lord, and say, use me how you like. But that's what I want to tell you guys today, that that God has called us to be saved and to confess Jesus as Lord. And if you haven't done that today, come forward. Praise team wants to come on up. But, but if you hadn't confessed Jesus as Lord of your life, man, and you're searching high and you're searching low and you're searching for something, man, you need to choose Jesus today. You need to, the, the, the film we showed earlier explains what Jesus did for us and why he did it and why you need to be saved. And so today, come up here and receive Christ if you haven't. But the second thing here today is the opportunity to confess Jesus every day, every hour, every place. You know, that's what, I, 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 I've been beating around the bush saying this, but, but Pastor M. Barnoga, you all would say, man, they're soul winners, Man, they would witness to a turnip. Many of you would say about Angie Cook, man, that girl is, she's a soul winner. She needs to lighten up a little bit. And I've even heard it said, someday she'll be just like us. I've heard that said. I think of Kevin McNeely and, and, and several others that, that when you go out to dinner, you're always going to be witnessing to somebody. They see the opportunity and they take it. Sean and me last week when we were talking about the, the dip, that Oakton, I showed you the dip last week. You have to go back and listen to last week. But Sean goes, you realize how many people were called in the ministry during that time? How many families went out and felt that call? And we began to go back and forth. I don't know. We were up to 20-some neighbor families that were called out in, into the ministry because they got a hold of what we're saying. But, but we don't have to leave here to do it. The opportunity's here. And the Lord needs you. Me and Gary Dumb's kicking ideas around about doing a... Um, I can't think of the word. Evangelistic outreach overseas. Where we're just preaching. And trying to win souls. That's it. We're there to win souls. And that's it. But what has God called you to do to win souls? And that's it. If you're misdirected today. And maybe you're one that said. Angie and all those people will come down to earth someday. Maybe you need to repent. And raise your standards. But if you misdirected today, you simply need to repent and it's done. The Lord forgives you and turn to Him. And the Lord keeps telling me many people are miserable because they're running from a calling. Many people are running from what God's called you to do here in this body and, and, and you're miserable. And I, I think if you would give in to God, 
It wouldn't be there. Begin, as I told you today, fill these out. Place them at the altar. If you need to receive Jesus as Lord, come to me. If you just need to come to these altars and pray, then do that. But let us recognize today that we not only need to confess Jesus as Lord once, but we need to confess him daily to everybody the great salvation that we have because you can change lives. Amen.